we'll be able to receive everything you have for us. Holy Spirit, the great teacher you are. We ask you to teach us tonight. We thank you, Lord, that as the word goes forth as a seed, it is planted in each of our hearts that will receive and grow thereby. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right. So let's talk about this rest. Say that with me. Rest, rest. and recovery. Now, turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah 55. We're going to go there, and then we'll, we'll shoot over to Romans 12, take a trip from the old to the new. But in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it tells us what the Lord thinks or what we think, you know, that we want us to think like him, say like him. So God contains, or we can say conveys his thoughts. So you believe that God contains or conveys his thoughts to us? All right, right? And we have, we have the written word. We said that, the logos. We have the spoken word, the rhema. But Lord, he speaks to us, and he wants to convey his thoughts to us. So let's see what it says. If you found Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, say praise the Lord with me. Praise the Lord. All right, someone read that for us nice and loud on Wednesday night. Let us know what translation you have, and then we'll go ahead. Now, I will tell you, if we just stop there, then people say, man, if God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, then... You know, well, what do we do? Well, the cool thing is, is that God conveys his thoughts and his ways in his word. You see, that's why it's so important for us to get into the word of God, because he's going to convey to you. He's going to convey to you what's written here. And these are his thoughts. This, these are his words. And so this is why it's important for us to get a, a daily dose, a habit of studying the word of God, not just when we feel like it. Come on, not when we feel refreshed, ready to go, and I can take in a chapter tonight. That's not what it's all about. It's a regular, ongoing process. Now, keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a whole chapter, but if it is, that's okay. It may be just a couple of verses. But I will tell you and encourage you that, that pray when you read and before you even open up the Bible for revelation, asking God to give you understanding for what you're about to study, what you're about to get down on the inside. I do that all the time, and I thank him for the opportunity to be able to receive his word and that my heart is good ground and good soil to receive it, you see? So let's look at, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 then. So we're going to connect the dots. As we connect the dots, we've just read here how important it is in Isaiah 55, right? 8 and 9, as you're turning there, God's saying, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what do we do? Well, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 gives us a great way of, of actually getting in, getting the word of God in our, in our what? In our renewing our what? Our minds. So someone read that for us. Get the word of God in us. And here's a way to do it. 1 and 2, Romans chapter 12. Go ahead. Do you see that? Do you see what's happening here? God is saying, I love that one because it says it's our worship. It's our reasonable act of worship. But by this, you'll know what? What the will of God is. You see, people say, man, I don't know what the will of God is. I encourage you to say, you know what? Well, the will of God is right here. The will of God is his word. You see, if someone comes telling you something other than what's in the word of God, it doesn't line up with the word of God. I encourage you, set it on the shelf. Because you may say, I don't even know that's, if that's even in the word. Well, you know what? Set it on the shelf. Do some studying on your own. See? And then, of course, because it'll keep. Everybody say it'll keep. So I'm like, you know, I say, okay. It's almost like, well, thank you very much. I'll sit there right here. 
and I'll get to it, you know, because, I mean, if it's in the word, then guess what? It's going to keep. And if I can't find it in the word, guess what? I'm not going to keep it. Do you see? So, so we have to understand, people are going to share things with you all the time. But remember, it always needs to line up. It should find its way back to the word of God. Thank God for new revelation. But if the new revelation is outside the word and the scope, come on, of God's word, then we have a problem here. Then it's somebody's own opinion or their what? Their own idea. Now, we all have opinions. Do you have an opinion? Every one of you do. Man, come on now. <laughs> no, you all have opinions. Come on. You all do. And some of you, your opinions are, are, I mean, louder than others. Can I use the word loud? I know I do. Okay, so keep that in mind. But listen to this. Let's look at another uh, uh, verse. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Because, again, if God's ways are higher than our ways, then I want to know his ways. Will you, do you agree with me? I mean, I want to know his ways. I want to know his thoughts. So we've already read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Paul is beseeching us. He is begging us. He is saying, listen, this is so important, right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, your bodies as a living sacrifice. Then he goes on and says, and don't be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed. How? By the renewing. That's right. Your mind. The word of God. All right. Well, what does Philippians chapter two? We're still talking about. Mm. So we went from mind to what? Attitude. Having the same attitude that Christ, Jesus Christ has. So here's the thing. Let me write this down. When we look at the Greek word, the word mind, but the Greek word, okay, for the word mind is, is phroneo. Now you spell it, of course, the P-H sound, but it's uh, P-H-R-O-N-E-O. Now this is what it says, to think. Everybody say to think. So when you hear the word mind, or what, we've, what we said is, let this mind be in you, it means to think. It means to be minded in a certain way. Let me say it again, to think or to be minded in a certain way. Or to think of, to think of. Or to be mindful of. Have we always said that before? To be mindful of. Let's be mindful of this, right? Okay. Or to mind. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Let's go there and we'll see. We are given an admonition, like a warning or instructions to say, now listen, if you're going to mind certain things, come on, somebody, make sure you do what? You, you mind this but you don't mind that you know what I'm saying all right in other words you, you you you're thinking on this or you're mindful of this but don't be mindful of let's look at what it says here Romans 8 wow I like that now what we're building here in the case that we're building is we're talking about rest and recovery but in order to rest and to recover we have to understand that God has given us access to his way of thinking God has given us access to his way of doing things, and we find it in the word of God. We find his promise there. We've already said that in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. We've said in Romans 12, 1 and 2 is one way to do it. We also said in Philippians 2, 5, to, we should have the attitude or the mind of Christ. We've just read here, of course, in Romans 5, that we should be minding certain things, but we should mind the things of the spirit, but not what? The things of the flesh. All right? Are you with me? Now, Hebrews chapter 4 is where I wanted us to go, and we're going to look together at a few verses. This is so important. And here's your first blank. Faith, 
brings rest. Faith brings rest. I will tell you, you find a person who's in faith, come on, guess what? It brings rest. If you're believing God for something, trusting God, you have your faith out for it, and you believe that God is going to keep his word, what he said will surely come to pass, are you going to be wringing your hands about it? Are you going to worry about it? No, what are we going to do? Rest. I mean, just rest. Now, what do we mean by rest? Let's ask ourselves that question. What do we mean by rest? Because that means like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to get some rest. All right? Now, does that mean you think that it means that kind of rest? See, because what happens sometimes, you don't understand, the, the definitions of words is like wait. Like when you wait on the Lord. I tell people, wait on the Lord is not like waiting on the bus to come to pick you up. It's a totally different wait. See, when you wait on the Lord, you have an, you have an expectation. You're believing God to do something for you. You're waiting on the Lord with this expectation that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. So now let's talk about this rest. So what is your thoughts? If you're resting, then how should we rest? In what? In faith. We rest, in other words, can I tell you something? It's like this here. What if, what if, let me say this to you, that everything that you could ever want, everything you could ever need, you got it. Now stay with me. Think about this, because I know you have some, some large wants. Thank God for meeting your needs. Are you with me? So imagine with me, everything you could ever want or even need, you have it. Wow. Now, how would that, what would that do for you? What would happen? What would you do? Okay, one expression is, I'll be happy. So some emotions, I'm happy. What else? You appreciate it, you're appreciative, you're happy, okay? So carefree, oh man, I'm carefree, right? Why? Why would we care? Why should we be carefree? You got everything. You're not worried about it. You have everything you could ever want or need. Man, I'm carefree. I'm going through life. I cast all my cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares. Come on. For me. In other words, it's like this. How many like the, how many know how to work on cars? I mean, not just open up the hood, you know what I'm saying, like me, okay, and look and say, okay, what's that? And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really know how to get in there, man, and I mean you're pulling out some some cables and wires and getting grease all over the place and oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So let me ask you this. If you have heard of a great mechanic and you're bringing your car there because you've got problems with your car, and you trust that mechanic. You say, how do you trust him? Why, how, could you, how would you trust a mechanic? You have to have some kind of what? Faith or experience. That would be also called history. Reputation. So guess what I would do? I'm saying, I'm going there. Or if I ask you, hey, do you know where I can bring my car? Because I have this going on, and I'm, I'm looking for a good mechanic. I look for a great mechanic. And you guys will say, yep, I know this person. 
And guess what I would do? I would go. Then I come back and say, man, I'm telling you what, they did a great job on my car. I ought to be excited about it, right? Okay, because this person, as you said, built up a wonderful reputation. I know that I can trust them, and I know they're not going to charge, overcharge me or do any kind of thing that's crazy. They call me, they care about me, they take care of my car. So when I bring my car in the shop, am I going to be carefree? Yes. Why? You trust them. You trust them. All right? You see, so there's certain things like that that we trust, we believe. Now, here's what happens. When we enter into rest, we trust God. When you enter into rest, you're trusting God with your life. When you enter into rest, you're trusting God with your future. You see, what happens is faith, though, actually, really, this faith is a rest. You know what it's a rest from? Our own works. Faith is a rest from our own works. In other words, turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. That's not in your notes. Write this down. It'll help you. How many of you know that you and I, we cannot, we cannot earn our way to heaven? We can't work our way to heaven. Are you with me? So guess what? We have to simply believe. Right? We have to simply have faith. All right, so let's turn there together. Then we'll go back. He said, man, I was just at Hebrews chapter 4. That's okay. Put a marker there. We'll get back there. Is that all right? I want to show you this. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Remember, remember, faith brings rest. Now, if I don't have faith, then what am I going to have? Worry, doubt. There's other byproducts, aren't there? Okay, if I don't have faith. But what does, what does Ephesians 2, 8, 9 say about salvation? Someone read that for us. For by grace you have been saved through what? It says faith. For by grace you have been saved by our faith through our faith. Faith, listen, brings rest. Now, if I were to ask all of you, man, if you were saved, born again, what I mean, you have a relationship with God, you would say yes. Am I right about that? Okay, all of you here tonight. And so then you have a rest, you have a belief. If I told you that you weren't saved, what would you say to me? I'm wrong because because you are and you know that you are. You're not struggling over that. You're not you're not wringing your hands over that. Because, you know, you trust God. Am I right about it? You trust God and God is faithful, right? God is faithful. Everybody say God is faithful. So why is it then when it comes to certain things, why is it then when it comes to certain things in the word of God, we, we don't have faith? Let's talk about at sometimes when it comes, we're dealing with the subject of healing. Let's just talk about healing. Why is it sometimes when we deal with the subject of healing or we're having to stand for healing or someone else you may know standing for healing that it appears sometimes it's, it's hard, it's work. Did you catch that? It's what? Work. Should it be work? Okay, let's talk about it then. You see, because what makes it hard is what? Is work. Thinking that if I work, you have jobs, you go to work every day, or you go to school, or you do certain things every day, right, to earn a living. All right, so here's the thing. So we know what work is. Now, if you want a paycheck at the end of the week or two weeks, you should show up to work. 
If you're like, I don't care if I get paid or not, then you should just stay home because you won't get paid. You understand, right? But I know I have to work in order to get paid. But see, this is what happens, I think, that mindset creeps into the body of Christ and we do that. We do the same thing when it comes to receiving the blessings of God. Everybody say receiving. You see what happens? We think that because we get up and work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, how many hours you work, that when we start getting over into the kingdom of God, see, that's, that is, understand the difference. You have the kingdom of God and, and, and of course, man's kingdom. In the kingdom of God, everything you need, come on, is where? In the kingdom. Everything you need is a kingdom. Remember, I asked you this question earlier. I said, if everything you needed or everything you ever wanted, you had it, what did you guys say? You would be what? Carefree. Do you know that everything that you need and everything you want has already been purchased for you? That Jesus has already done it. He's already made the way. He's prepared that way for you. So then why is it? Why is it some are still working for it? Okay. It doesn't happen fast enough. Know what I mean by working? Trying to make it happen on their own. Okay. Because what does it say? What did Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tell us? For by grace mm -hmm, and that not of yourselves, right? It is a gift of God, not of works. You see? So the same thing, if we'll apply that same principle, like salvation, how to receive salvation, is the same receiving everything else in the kingdom of God. It's not of works. So you don't receive your healing by works. We receive our healing by believing. We receive our healing because who already did the work? When did he do it? So we would say over 2,000 years ago. So over 2,000 years ago, the work was done on Calvary. Are you with me? Jesus said, it is finished. What was finished? He purchased your redemption. He purchased everything that we needed. Uh-oh, did I say everything? Wow. Everything we could ever want? Yes. But what happens with a lot of folks who get twisted in this area, what happens, they feel like I've got to help God because man has conditioned me, conditioned me to, to this thinking that everything I'm ever going to have in life, I got to work for. Am I right or wrong? If you want a nice house, you got to work for it. If you want a nice car, come on. Hey, listen, if you want, listen, if, if you want a lot of money, you got to work for it. Is that, is, that, is that right? That's the world. But think about this then. What about the kingdom of God? Is it the same way? Does it operate the same way? And I submit to you, it does not. You know why? Because that which you, listen, are believing for or you want and desire to have happen in your life concerning the kingdom of God has already been purchased for you. What we have to learn is how to receive it. How to receive. Everybody say receive. See, and that's so important. And notice it is not by works. See, when you have a works mentality, what happens is this. 
then we stand before God and say, I did this, and I did this. And how come I didn't receive this? And he would say, it's not by works. You see? All right, so everybody say, faith brings rest. Let's look at our notes. Notice this, after that, underneath, you're going to turn to Hebrews, turn back to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 9, and then we're going to read this. It talks about the character of God's rest, the condition of rest, and Christians enter into rest. Those three things we're going we're to go ahead and dive into. So I want you to listen to this and let it minister to you. And I'll be reading from the New King James as we look at this together. Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. It's not a lot of scriptures, but this is the promise of rest. Everybody say promise. promise. Notice this. It says, are you there? All right. Notice it says this, verse 1. Of, of Hebrews 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, everybody say the word. Come on now. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Wow. You mean you can hear the word and it not profit you? How is that? Well, let's go on. What does it say? Not being mixed with faith. Are you there? Do you see that? So we can hear the word, but we have to not only hear the word, but we have to mix faith with what we're hearing. And it goes on and says this, with faith and in those who heard it, for we have believed do enter, uh-oh, that rest. Wow. We who have believed do enter into that rest. It goes on and says this. It says, he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Do you see that? When were the works finished? Are you with me? Do you see that? When were the works finished? From the foundation of the world. Do you know that God already knew what man was going to do? You knew that God already knew the condition that man would be in? So from the very foundation says right here, the world, the work was already what? Finished. Notice this. For he, he has spoken in, in a certain place. Uh, it says the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, this place, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 6. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of what? Disobedience. Then it says again, he designates a certain day saying in David today after such a long time has it been said what has been said today if you will hear his voice notice do not harden your hearts for if Joshua had given them rest then he would not listen would not afterward have spoken of another day there remains therefore a rest I like this for who for the people of God that's you. There remains a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has, listen, has himself, now this is the key, highlight this, this is so important, don't miss this, notice, for he, verse 10, I read all of that, so you can see, see this, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Listen, we don't have to work for what God has already given us through his son, Jesus Christ. We don't work for it. We simply believe and we receive it. How? By faith. 
By faith. Everybody say by faith. Okay, so now let's talk about healing. Let's talk about healing. Because it's not everyone now. I'm not going to say everyone. Because there are those who's like, man, you know, it's a revelation. You know, they have it. I'm this is right here. We analyze it. Right? Okay, so people try to analyze. Everybody say analyze. Okay, what are some other reasons? Okay, I don't know if you were done. Okay, go ahead. And, and remember, you guys said to me, you said, man, you know what? If I, if right now, I'm in a position that I believe that everything I could ever want, everything I could ever need, I have it. And you use the expression, somebody used the expression, man, I would be carefree. Carefree. Now, that doesn't mean that being carefree doesn't mean you don't have responsibilities. Do you see the difference there? Carefree, we're talking about, is trying to put ourselves over, trying to make things happen in ourselves when God has already done the work through his son, Jesus. You see? And that's why James talks about works. He talks about faith. And we have people who talk about, look at my works, and then I'm going to show you. You see? And, and here's, here's why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is, why, this is who I am, and on and on and on. But you have to understand, he says, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you, listen, works, faith, faith, works together. So what happens, because I have faith, watch what I'm doing. See, my faith is also going to be demonstrated by what I do, not just works alone. And what happens is a mentality that says works alone. Well, I did this, Lord. I did this. How come I don't receive this? Now, of course, you've never heard that before. I did this. How come I didn't? How come you didn't see? Guess what happens? We, can, we have to be careful or use wisdom because we can slip right over into what? Works. Or like this, I deserve. That's works. Like you go to work, remember, eight hours a day. You get at the end of the week or two weeks, you deserve what? A paycheck. Because that's what? That's works. You get paid for that. The work I'm talking about and what we're talking about is receiving, guess what? Jesus has already done the work. This, this, we have to get inside of us. Jesus already done. He's already paid the price. When he died on the cross, he already paid the price for your healing. When he died on the cross, he already paid the price for your blessing. He did it all. Right? So if someone did Everything for you, what do you have to do the same thing? Why not? So, uh, uh, just a simple example. If someone says, hey, I want to go and fill your car up with gas. You'll say, no problem. Thank you. And they go and fill your car up with gas and bring it back. Give you the key. You say, I just want to be a blessing. Well, what would people think of you? If you decided to go to the gas station to fill your car up. Think about that. Should you even go to the gas station to fill your car up? Why? It's already full. And see, and that's what happens. See, it's almost as if, well, I'm going to still go and fill it up. It's already full. You can't fill it up no more. What are you doing that for? Well, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I have my doubts. Well, listen, they have inside your car a meter 
where you can look and see empty, full. Now, some say, yeah, but what if it's not working? Okay. Then go ahead and go to the gas station. And then guess what happens? They go into the gas station. They start pumping gas. What happens to the gas? It starts. Why? Because it's already. And they're trying to add to it. They're trying to make it happen on their own. What I'm saying to you, the scenario, the example I'm giving you, is as if your gas tank of life has already been full or filled up. Jesus has already done the work, man. He's already paid the price. So now I believe where a lot of people are at, this is what I'm thinking, and you give me some feedback, is learning how do I rest and receive that? Because I know it's done. I know, I mean, you, would you agree with me? Would you say, we know that, I know that Jesus died on the cross for me, but sometimes I don't know if there's a disconnect or this like, man, okay, how do I get that, which he did over here, in here? Help me with some thoughts. Make, I just want to make sure I'm disconnecting, registering. So people, because timing, okay, am I right? People want, they, they want it right away, and if it doesn't happen, then I've got to do something to help God, right? But the truth of the matter is, spiritually speaking, when was it done? So the issue is not it being done. The issue is what? What we read here. To receive it. But when did you receive it? When it was done. Come on now. See, now this is, this is, listen, this is, this is where we're at. This is, come on back over here. Move back with me to, uh, to verse. We're still back in Hebrews. We're going to take our time with this, chapter 4. Because what I want you to do is learn. I, wa- I want to show you from the word of God is, man, God is taking care of all my needs. So when it comes to believing God for something, all I have to do is say, Lord, thank you. I believe I found it in your word. I have faith towards that. And I thank you that I receive it. Listen, in Jesus name, you're in faith. You believe that. Yeah, no, you're perfect. What you're saying is perfect because it's almost like we allow what we call second nature. To kind of slip over. You know what I'm saying? And now we think that we can we can step. Listen, when we're not we're in this. Listen, we're in this world, but we're not what we're not of it. So we're in this world. We're not of this world. But what happens is because we're in it and we're flowing in and out in the natural. But listen, when we step over and start operating in the kingdom of God, we can't take that same mentality. You see, because our mind should be what? Renewed to the word. You see? What happens a lot, like you're saying, is, is, is if we don't renew our minds to the word of God, we'll take this same mentality that we've been operating in over here. Now we do everything in life. I mean, you get up, you do chores, you know, you got to take care of yourself. You know, those are things, you know, like we say, carefree doesn't mean without responsibility. Okay, so we're used to, we're conditioned to taking care of ourselves. Exactly what you're saying. But now when we step over into the kingdom, everybody say kingdom. And what we do now is say, Lord, I am totally and completely dependent upon you. Woo, and rest. But what happens for many, they go, I don't know how to do that. Because I'm constantly doing what over here? Yeah. And so when we get over here, it's kind of like switching gears and go, no, I don't have to do that. You see, God has already done it. But here's the idea and understanding that we believe this. And therefore, we take now the kingdom mindset and we step the kingdom mindset into 
Are you with me? You see? So even in the natural realm now, we are believing for God to help us and to assist us. We're not taking the natural realm, the thinking, as man thinks. I'm working eight hours a day. I should get paid over here in the kingdom. Because you bring over in the kingdom, guess what? You're not going to receive. You're not going to receive. Because then it's you and it's works. Right? Everything in the kingdom of God you receive is by faith. Everybody say by faith. faith. Notice, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4. I want you to look with me at verse 2. Notice what it says. Verse 2, are you there? It says, for indeed, the gospel, that's the good news, was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, everybody say the word. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. And those who heard it. Now, how does faith come? And hearing by the word of God. When you hear the word of God, you still have to have faith mixed with what you hear. Now, what is it talking about here? It's talking about the children of Israel. What happened to them? Somebody talk to me. Did God promise them the promised land? Talk to me. What happened? In your own words, you've read. I mean, mean, just we're all family. We're all talking. What what do we think happened to them? What, What was their issues? Didn't believe. Disobedient. Anyone else? Because remember, go ahead. Intimidated. Wow, that's good too. Intimidated. Right? Any other thoughts? What happened? Because you see, when Moses, being the mouthpiece of God, shared with them what God said belonged to them, I've given you the land. I'm not going to give it to you. Right? I've given it to you. You see, and this is why his reaction was such. That if someone says, I've given it to you, and then you treat me as if I didn't give, to you, give it to you, they're like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? If I say, I've given you a car, and he's been believing for a car, we get an agreement, nice car. Say, Andy, you know what? I just believed God, and, and, you know, I'm, and we're going to do this, I'm trusting God, and here's, here's this car. Do you like it? I love it. Here's the keys. It's yours. But then wouldn't I think, what's wrong with him if he's following me around trying to give me the keys back? You would give me the keys back or you keep it? Thank you. (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with you? Right? Come on, think about it. Same thing. I know I'm talking about material things. I'm just talking about things we can touch, that we touch over here. The things that we deal with over here. You know what I'm saying? Or or vision, going back to the vision, because they were given a vision. Right. They were given a vision and told what was going to happen. Very good. You see, and that's what I like about when you're talking about vision and you're talking about being short sighted in that. Yes. OK. So it's very important. Now, keep this in mind. Let me share with you this. And then we're so our time when get away from us. This is a hand up we have. When when God said, I've given you the land. And he's already promised it to them. Think about when the spies went in. And they came back. Think about their report. And how it came back and how God, what, what the, the, how God was able to look at it and what he called it. And, and why he called it what he called it. You see, because when God says, 
Listen, it is so. Guess what? It is so. When God says, let there be light, when he said, let there be light, there was. Are you with me? So when God said, I've given you the land. He's already given them the land. But here's the problem. Also, there's even though God has given us his promises and he's given us this vision, what belongs to us, there are enemies along the way. There are distractions along the way. That doesn't mean he didn't give it to us. That just means there are distractions and enemies along the way. And we have to learn how to overcome or to realize that we're in him. And because we're in him, we win in Jesus and that we're already overcomers in this life, not only in the life to come. That people really relegate and say, yeah, I know I'm an overcomer when I go to heaven. No, right now you are an overcomer. See, and you're going to have difficulties. We're going to have challenges, but we have to keep, as we have you heard, our eyes on the vision that God has given you. And his vision, if we can say it this way, is found in his word. What he says belongs to you. You have it. When? Right now. But it takes mixed with faith, the word mixed with faith to do what? To receive it. So let's go back to that report. In fact, it says that as the 12 went in, 10 spies came out. They gave a report. Now, what did God say before? He said, it's yours. And go in and spy out the land. Now, did he say it's not yours? It's yours. But I want you to go and spy out the land, see what's in there. Man, and they did. Boy, they found some beautiful things, wonderful things. I mean, man, it's a land that flows with milk and honey. You know, wonderful thing. Grapes and clusters and, and all that. I mean, I would be excited because God said it's mine. Wow. Vision. What happened? Of the 12, what happened? Okay, so let's summarize this real quick. How did they get to the place from when God said it's yours? Go spy out the land. He said it's yours. Go spy out the land. Bring back a report. And 10 came back with an evil report. And two came back with a good report. How did that happen? Let's talk about the 10. Natural. Through faith or vision, they hooked up with the vision of God. So here's the thing, though. Could it be also that the 10 moved over into what I call the works mentality and start saying, I'm going to have to listen. Now, they have to do something to conquer the land. Don't misunderstand that because there's what they're still there. But what did God say? I've given you the land. Right. But they came back with a total opposite report of what God said. And then they begin to say things like, man, there's giants in the land. Well, do you think God knew there were giants in the land? But who told them that there were grasshoppers in their sight? The enemy or the tent? Wow. Where'd that come from? See? Mindset. So immediately, guess what? It defeated them. But you know what? Wow. It didn't just defeat them. If you've been, if you're reading your Bible, you begin to understand 
it began to defeat and it began to set in. And there were those who were what? They had an age. There was a cutoff. 20 years old. Wow. Guess what? Because of their unbelief. What does it say here? They didn't. They didn't go in the land. They didn't enter into the rest. And entering into that rest is by faith. God didn't say that you wouldn't confront things in front of us, but he did say, I've given you the victory. He did say, I've given you the land. He did say, you're blessed. He did say, you're healed. That doesn't mean sickness is not going to try to come against you. That doesn't mean that pain is not going to try to come against you. But the truth of the matter is what? You see, that's the truth of the matter, according to God's word. But what we have to do now, I don't misunderstand, because, see, this is how this is where we have to learn. We're in this world, but we're what? Not of it. Okay, you have God's kingdom. Okay, and then you have man's. And what we do, listen, as believers, man, we're going in one and out the other. In one and out the other. But that doesn't mean our faith has to change. That doesn't mean what we believe has to change. See, because when we start talking about kingdom stuff, we're like, "Woo, man, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Man, you blessed me with this. Hallelujah. Then we get over here in this realm. So we go, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to believe for that. You know, that's big. That's too much. Wow, then our whole conversation changes. Why is that? You see, think about it. What we have to learn to do is rest from our works. What I'm talking about works is this, from trying to put yourself over and understand that it's by faith. Everybody say faith. Now, listen to this, and we'll finish right here. We're not trying to get through the whole thing. I'm going to take our time with this, but I want you to get a hold of this. Notice. Real quickly, right under Hebrews 4, 1 through 9, we'll give you these four points and then we'll be done. We're going to talk about, listen, the character of God's rest. What is the character of God's rest? Somebody read that for us. What does it say? Wow. This is the character of his rest, that his works were finished not because of a certain day. His works were finished, listen, because he said it's finished. So therefore, everything that he, understand the plan of redemption, God the Father, God the Son, coming together, completing what they promised they would do to take care of you and I and man, was finished. That plan is called redemption. All right? It's ours. It's yours right now. Everybody say, it's mine right now. Do you know what's part of that plan of redemption? Healing. I love to tell people, listen, now here's the thing. This is so important. You don't have to be sick anymore. Ooh, that's, that's some people say, oh, whoa. I'm, what I'm saying is this. I don't have to be poor anymore. See? What happens is because I understand I don't have to be. And we're learning to understand what belongs to us and how to appropriate it by faith. By faith. I say by faith. So what's the condition of rest? Someone read that for us. This is the condition of rest. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Wow. Cease from law, which means works and what? 
except by faith, the rest in God. Have you met anybody that's still trying to work their way into the kingdom? I mean, we meet people all the time. Instead of just accepting Jesus Christ by faith. No, I've got to do this. Maybe you were ra- you raised around people like this. No, I, 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 have to, I have to do this before I can get saved. I've got to work on this. Have you ever heard that before? Come on. Okay, I, I know, I know, I know, but I've got to work on this. And once I finish working on this, then, I, then I'll, be, I'll be ready to get saved. No, you won't. Because it's not about works. Last one. Notice this. Someone read the last one for us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Christians, we enter into rest. How? By faith, not by works. Let me tell you, everything that you're going to appropriate to receive, that is, from God's word, has to be done by faith. We serve a faith God, you see. And we have to understand that without faith, it is impossible to please him. It takes faith. And so this is why I believe the response we heard from God in dealing with his people when he delivered them out of Egypt. And the spies came back with that report that he called evil. This is important. So what we have to do, remember, don't call evil what God has called good. Don't call evil what God has called blessed. Just because we may not understand it. Ask God to give you understanding. Ask God to give you, listen, wisdom. What do I mean by that? Here it is. This is a perfect example. We're talking about healing. Everybody say healing. And here's what it is. We know from the scriptures, the Bible says that 1 Peter 2, 24, it was with his stripes and by his stripes we are what? Healed. Is that right? So what is it then? God says, now listen, who said that? All right. He said, by his stripes, the stripes of Jesus, you were, that means you are, what? Healed. So if someone to read that and see it and get understanding of it and then still say, healing is not for today, then you're calling that which is good. So you have to understand what we're saying. We're speaking just like, listen, just like the children of Israel did. Well, we have to watch what we say. God said, I've already given you the land. God said, I've already blessed you. God said, I've already healed you. Then we shouldn't be going around saying, I'm not blessed and I'm not healed. Are you with me? This is important. So we have to start lining up our mouth. This is why we teach you the word. So we start lining up our mouth because we get the word in our hearts and it comes out of our mouth. We renew our mind with the truth. And we don't say what God said is ours, not ours. We shouldn't do that. Well, that's what? That's doubt. That's unbelief. And doubt and unbelief and disobedience kept them out of their promise. And they wandered and wandered and wandered never receiving until they died off. Wow. So I encourage you, find out what the word says, mix faith with it, 
and receive it. Can you say amen to that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity this evening.